It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash EMC. If you're a pro, you know that this is not efficient because you know there's a better way. There's also a better way to save. When pro customers buy building supplies in bulk at Lowe's, they save up to 20% every day. Buy in bulk and save up to 20% on concrete, gypsum, and gypsum accessories. At Lowe's, buy more, save more. Visit the Pro Desk or Lowe'sforpros.com for details. Discount applies to contractor pack items. Minimum purchase required, U.S. only. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. I'm James Rapine. Thank you for tuning in this afternoon. A lot to get to on Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked on Bengals. You're going to hear from Bengals rookie running back Joe Mixon in a few minutes here. Subscribe on iTunes, audioboom.com. And and I want to start with something that came out this morning. And Adam Jones, he's been in and out of the news all offseason. We've talked about him here. I've talked about him on ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW. And he just keeps going in and out of the news and in and out of the news and in and out of the news. Well, he pled guilty today to obstructing official business. But assault, disorderly conduct charges were dismissed. That that one charge that he is guilty of or pled guilty to, well, it's a misdemeanor. So now Adam Jones probably in the clear. Obviously, legally, it's a good day for him. Publicly... We'll get to that in a second. But here, here's the thing. And he might get suspended, and, and there, that's a whole other conversation. We could speculate, but no one knows what the hell Roger Goodell is thinking anyway, so there's no reason to speculate. I do think he does get suspended. How many games? No idea. Um, I, I will say this. I, I got this tweet, and I've gotten a bunch of tweets about, about this Adam Jones thing. And it's uh, one of these guys here. He says, uh, Cap Cincinnatus. A bunch of laughing emojis, a Bengal tiger, hashtag Hooday to all the haters at Real Pac-Man. Like something, and it's addressed to me, Lance McAllister and Mo Egger, who are on ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW, along with myself. And what's interesting about that to me is fans are going to say, yeah, charges dropped, party, Hooday. They're going to do that. Because they don't know what the hell they're talking about in life. You might get away with something. You might not legally be in trouble. Legally, you might not have any punishment or have any big repercussions for what you did. You're telling me that Adam Jones, on that night, the videos we've seen, and I'm going to play a couple clips for you. You're telling me that that's an innocent, normal dude? guy that has no issues, a guy that's just an outstanding citizen that's just not guilty, free and clear. I get it. The judicial system, it's unique. And lawyers are paid a lot of money to do certain things to get their, their clients off. And that's fine. And maybe Adam Jones didn't do that much that night. I, here's what I do know he did. 
I know he, he spit on a nurse. I know that for a fact it happened. His chew hit the nurse in the hand or the arm or somewhere, but it happened. You know what else I know happened? This. I can't believe this don't me like this, bro. And get anything to the city. Come on, bro. You a I can't believe that, bro. I don't do never respect in the city, bro. And you can find the one that isn't bleeped out. I decided to bleep it out because it's the podcast. Well, I make the decision there. Decided to. But here's the thing. Adam Jones, he told a cop that. He, he's cussing at him, all that stuff. And then he did this, which to me... To me alone, it's crazy. Adam Jones telling a cop that he hopes he dies. I hope you die tomorrow. And for those of you who missed that, here's one more time. I hope you die tomorrow. And I know what you're going to say now. Oh, look at James. Look what he's doing. He's against Adam Jones. No, not really. But here's the thing. My opinion, based on some silly court verdict, some, still, some silly loophole or some whatever the hell happened, in that courtroom to where Adam Jones just got one misdemeanor and all the other charges were dropped. I know that those things happen. I've seen stuff like that on the video. Watch the videos. They're there. TMZ's broken every single damn one. So I look at this and Adam Jones, my opinion hasn't changed. He's still 33. He's still, oh, you know what? I think he's going to have a great year this year. Because he's, he's going to just want to stick it to people like me who are saying that he's 33 and he shouldn't be on the field for the Bengals. But even if he has one more good year, is that worth stunting the growth of William Jackson? No. Stunting the growth of Darquez Denard when you're paying Darquez $8 million next year? No. But that's neither here nor there. That's a football argument. My opinion of Adam Jones hasn't changed. And it won't change because of whether he was guilty or not guilty. If he was guilty, I wouldn't have thrown a parade. I think it's silly that fans would, though. Fans are excited today, but the verdict doesn't change what Adam Jones did. The verdict doesn't, isn't fact. The verdict is in the court of law, this is what happened. In the courts. Fact of the matter is, is you heard Adam Jones tell a cop he hopes he dies tomorrow. A police officer. And then you heard him say, after everything I do for this city, you're going to arrest me. When you know what Adam Jones is doing? Banging on hotel doors. That's a fact. Based on all accounts. At midnight on a Sunday or whatever time it was. He had gotten thrown out of the casino. He was clearly intoxicated. Hell, his friend begged the cop. And that was one of the most recent videos that came out. Begged the cop. Come on, sir. Just let me, let me just get him home, sir. Come on. You're 33 years old, drunk on a uh, Sunday night in a hotel room banging on doors. That's what I know. And when you're a declining player, when you're a 33-year-old that's overpaid, and yes, I said it, overpaid, because there's not another damn team in the league that would pay Adam Jones what the Bengals are, then yeah, I'm going to be critical of you. And the rest of the media should. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. I appreciate you tuning in today. Uh, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is a Bengal, and he talked uh, about a bunch of stuff. Here's Joe Mixon yesterday in the Bengals locker room at Paul Brown Stadium. It was myself, a bunch of reporters. And he, th the start is about their, 
the linebacker they took out of Oklahoma. Because, see, Joe Mixon was teammates with this guy, and uh, it's a scouting report. You'll hear Butch Hobson from Bengals.com, Jay Morrison of the Dayton Daily News, and a few other reporters, uh, Catherine Terrell, ESPN. I'm rattling them off uh, right now. I think that's it. Probably missing a few more. But here it is, Joe Mixon in the Bengals locker room yesterday. Quick scout report on Evans, the, the linebacker. From Jordan Evans? Yeah. He's somebody that's, you know, defensive playmaker. He's going to make plays, and uh, he he's very good at returning interceptions. Like, he at running back, at linebacker. But uh, I think he's one of the best covered guys in the country as, as a linebacker. Yeah. Uh, but I think he'll definitely be a good contributor uh, for here at Cincinnati. He said he said you and him always try to hook up in uh, in pass pro in pass coverage. Yeah, yeah. We cover each other. Really. We get each other better because you know he know I'm one of the best uh, route runners as a running back, and he one of the best you know yeah. for defensive. So yeah. you know we try to get each other better in competition. Can he cover you? No. <laughs> he had before. Yeah. But you know usually I get him. All right. Good though. <laughs> Dalton was saying that uh, Dalton said he. I guess he texted you a couple. Of, I guess he texted you a couple of messages during minicamp. Yeah. Did that surprise? Did that surprise you that the quarterback would be checking in with you? Uh, I mean, that's you know part of his job. You know to look out for him and see you know see what's going on. And that's what he was doing. What'd you think of that? When you saw that? I thought it was cool. You know, I never talked to him before, and for that to be. You know, his text messages and stuff, I mean, it was cool. Did, was this the first time you talked to him today? Yeah, first time we met. Yeah. Have you talked to him on the phone or was it just text? No, it was all text. Yeah. yeah. What did you, you think when you talked to him? Cool dude. Yeah. He's a cool dude. Uh, very laid back, yeah. but, you know, he, he did to get the job done. What'd you tell him in the text when you're from camp? What did you tell him about what's going on? Just uh, you know, we getting after it, going to work, working hard, trying to get in our playbook and learn everything. But everything's been going good. Did he tell you he's going to throw it to you? Uh, nah, but he did today, and that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Should uh, be ready? Yeah, you just you know, go out there and you know, run hard. Uh, at the end of the day, he throw him the ball, catch it. I go out there and finish. <laughs> is timing an overrated thing? Establishing that with a quarterback, or is that is that is important? The timing for you know the quarterback is important because you know you gotta know where your landmark is and you know the yards that you gotta be at and timing. You gotta have it with the just like the wide receiver. You gotta with a running back and you know we got a couple running backs that can do that here. You talked about you know looking at guys uh, growing up on watching them run the ball. Is there any any of those guys you watch catching the ball? As in who? Any of the running backs that you've watched growing up? Is there anybody you watched who caught the ball? Who you liked the way they caught the ball? Um, Marshall Falk. He was one of the good ones, one of the best to do it as a running back. Uh, he was very complete. It sounds like I'm oh, sorry. Was say, it sounds like it's something you really take pride in. It's just not a side part of the job. Well, yeah, it could mean you can't be one-dimensional. You see a lot of one-dimensional guys in the league or in college or high school. You know, anybody can run the ball, but that's what you do to separate yourself. You know, to, you got to have an all-around complete game, and that's what I try to do. You had a little while now to kind of check out the landscape, the locker room. What's been the biggest surprise or kind of the, the coolest thing about being part of an NFL locker room so far? Well, you're there with veterans. And, you know, you there with people that's, they didn't been they didn't been there before. Uh, I'm a rookie and coming in, and it's important for me to get around and get to know everybody and everybody 
get a feel for everybody. But I think it's very, I think it's been very beneficial. Is there someone you've sought out just to kind of ask questions or to see how they go about doing something? Yeah, Trey Carson. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he been showing me the ropes here so far. So I just been getting around him, and you know we got a tight relationship with, between the two. Did you guys know each other before you got here? Or, uh... Uh, we we've talked briefly before, but you know since I got here, he's been looking after me and everything, getting me right with the playbook and everything. You think you played against them, right? Or did you did you play against them? Or? No, not me. Uh, no, not not you. But I mean, your team's played against them, right? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, he was at and uh, I don't know who won. <laughs> <laughs> Do you do anything when you were younger to become a better pass catcher? Any specific drills? Just go like out that? there to the park and <laughs> catch with my dad. I know some people catch bricks, things like that. I didn't know nah, if you had any uh, I don't any do secret. none of that stuff, nah. <laughs> Just go out there, it's all about soft hands, catch the ball. You, know, you got to have just that comfort and balance you know, with the ball. You got to know hand placement, things like that. But for the most part, just go out there to the park and catch with my father. That's what I usually do. Think about think about Farkas. He probably could have played wide receiver. I mean, he could have played wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's what. I mean, how do you run your routes? I mean, is that kind of how you try to run your routes? Do you talk to the receivers at all about running routes? Or, uh... Well, at Oklahoma, I used to talk to my receivers and uh, receiver coach mm-hmm. on how to approach one. So going at, going and running my routes, it was just uh, you got to know the landmarks on the break and you know how to come out of a break and hand placement for the ball. Carl Lawson was saying he used to do like blocking drills with his dad, and he accidentally, <laughs> I think he accidentally tore his dad's ACL. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. No, no injuries with your with your dad whenever you used to do that with him. He probably hurt me. <laughs> uh, I never, I never hurt my dad. That's Joe Mixon in the Bengals locker room. So you will uh, hear more of him as we get to OTAs in a week and a half or so. In a We'll get to a bunch more. Tomorrow you're going to hear from Jordan Willis, the Bengals' newest pass rusher. They took him in the third round with the 73rd pick. If you listen to Locked on Bengals or if you're new, either way, subscribe on iTunes, audioboom.com, on Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked on Bengals. No music today. I'm going to get out of here now, and uh, we will talk tomorrow. I'm James Rapine. I appreciate you listening to the Locked on Bengals podcast. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wild card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds' hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.